Hi, Juliet here with a quick message before this episode starts. Everything you need to be more strategic amid the busyness of the school term is contained in the 170 plus episodes of this podcast. But sometimes you can get there a bit faster with some personalised help. I host a termly online workshop specifically designed to help the support staff within schools to make the shift from being reactive to strategic. Our next workshop is coming up soon and we're going to be reflecting on how things have gone this academic year and strategising for the academic year to come so that you can confidently prioritise your workload, overcome the obstacles that are holding you back and redirect your time and focus onto your priorities. At the end of the session, I promise you're going to be feeling more energised, ready to hit the ground running with a clear plan of action. This term's workshop is going to be run on Thursday the 16th of May, and you can find out more and book your place at www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash plan. I hope to see you there. Now, let's launch into this episode. As you come towards that strategic decision-making stage of using your SWOT analysis, start thinking about what you can control. This is then a bridge, if you like, from looking at your SWOT analysis to making those key strategic decisions. Welcome to the Independent School Podcast. Thinking and acting strategically is the key to both securing the future of your school and helping to build a more equal and just world. My name's Juliette Corbett. I'm a consultant, speaker and facilitator specialising in helping independent schools. In this podcast, I translate tried and tested strategy and fundraising techniques into a language that works for schools. So if you're a senior leader in a private school and you want your daily work to feel less exhausting and more strategic... And if you want once more to feel the joy of making the world a better place through education, then you're in the right place. Welcome and let's get started on this week's episode. Hello. So this week we are going to be talking about mastering the SWOT analysis. Now on this podcast, as you may know, we are not big fans of strategy jargon. We try to get to the bottom of what strategy is, not the fuzzy jargon that people often try to get away with using when they don't really understand what strategy is. But this time we are going all out on understanding one of the key strategy analysis tools that you can use. So I would say that SWOT actually isn't strategy jargon because it's genuinely done well. One of the useful tools that you can use for creating your strategy. However, it's not often done well. SWOT analysis, often it's seen as either a very sort of cursory exercise to either take, sometimes after the decision has been taken, sometimes before, but done at such a cursory level that it's really not particularly helpful. Sometimes people go to the other extreme and they create a perfected end product SWOT analysis. But in the process, they've actually basically used it as a tool for procrastination. And the goal has been to create this immensely detailed SWOT analysis rather than to structure your thinking and enable efficient decision making. 
So we want to find a middle ground somewhere where it can be a really useful tool for you to analyse your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats. But at the same time, it, it remains a means to an end. It's a way of structuring your thinking. But the end result is what's most important, which is a more strategic way of looking at and analysing potential decisions or potential challenges that you faced projects that projects that you're working on but all of which results in strategic decisions being made and acted on so this week we're going to be talking all things SWOT and we're going to be trying to find that happy medium that means that you can make it a really useful tool in your day-to-day work and in your strategic work as well Really quickly, before we dive into the detail, I want to make sure that you make the most of the time you invest listening to this podcast. And the best way to do that is to make sure you grab a copy of my free ebook, The Strategic Independent School Leader. It outlines how to answer the six essential questions that will clarify your school strategy and secure its future. In the world of business, strategy can be full of jargon, but it doesn't have to be that way. This is a jargon-free tool tailor-made to help private school leaders think and act more strategically. Download your free copy today at www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash ebook. So first of all, we need to just cover off really quickly what a SWOT analysis is. So the four letters stand for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats. And I'm betting that it's one of the things you definitely will have heard of. People always sort of talk about SWOT analysis when they're talking about project planning, talking about strategy, talking about anything which requires a sense of review and reflection. And the reason that it is pretty much everywhere is because it can be really really powerful so the first two letters the strengths and the weaknesses are internal pluses and minuses so the internal things that are going well are your strengths and the internal things that are not going so well are your weaknesses now by internal i mean in an independent school context i mean what's happening within your school so this is internal to your school gates everything that's happening on a day-to-day basis in your school community i would also normally include your alumni as if they are inside your school gates they are an integral part of your school community or they should be and therefore i would count that alumni community and that wider community of perhaps past parents past governors all of those people I would bring them into the fold and count them as internal in this particular type of analysis. So your strengths and your weaknesses are internal. Your opportunities and your threats are external. So these are all of the things that are happening beyond your school gates, beyond your school community. And as a rule of thumb, if you're not sure if something is internal or external, Your external opportunities and threats often are things that you can't directly influence. They're things that are just happening bigger than your school, big picture trends that are happening in the external environment. So most of the time when we think of SWOT, we think about it in quadrants. So if you draw a kind of a cross in the centre of a piece of paper, your top left quadrant are your strengths. 
your top right are your weaknesses. So that top row is all internal with the strengths being your positives and your weaknesses being your negatives. Then on the bottom quadrants, on the left hand side, you've got your opportunities and the right hand side, you've got your threats. So your bottom half of the of the quadrants, your bottom row is all about your external environment with the left hand side being positive and the right hand side being negative. Sometimes people confuse the opportunity of overcoming a weakness with an external opportunity. So let me just clarify what I mean by that. To be honest, it doesn't matter too much if you make this make this mistake when you're doing your analysis, but to do it right, and it can be helpful to give people a bit of a framework, you want to make sure you overcome this problem. So if you're overcoming a weakness, so let's say you have a poor IT system within your school, which is holding you back for some reason. And so you have the possibility of changing and improving your IT system, which means that you transform that weakness into a strength. Now, that is an opportunity. You have an opportunity to improve your IT system. But we are talking entirely here about internal factors, factors which you can directly control or at least have a strong influence over. So your poor IT system would be counted as a weakness. And when you're doing your analysis, you could say, right, that is a strong enough weakness. It's a significant thing holding us back and we're going to address it. An opportunity is something that's external to your school. So this is something that's happening beyond your school dates, outside your school, which has presented you with an opportunity that you can harness. So this might be, for example, the fact that a local community group is looking for a partner and they would be an ideal partner for you. So that is an external opportunity that you can get involved with. So that belongs in the opportunities quadrant on the bottom left of your SWOT analysis. So in the bottom row, because it's an external thing. Don't get too caught up about this, but just see if you can if you can understand this internal and external difference, the, the kind of difference between the SW on the top row and the OT on the bottom row, then you'll be doing it better than most other people because I see people frequently making that mistake when they're using SWOT analysis. So... I wanted to give you a little bit of a checklist. I have a standard checklist which you can use to think about what your internal strengths and weaknesses might be. So you can download the ebook about the Strategic Leader for Independent Schools ebook, which I um, will put the link for in the episode notes. That's a free download, so you can look at there for this checklist. So if you've thought through each of those elements of the checklist, think about what's a strength, what's a weakness. You've probably got most things covered for that internal side of the SWOT analysis. And then for the external side, when you're identifying your opportunities and your threats, actually, I have a whole podcast episode which helps you with this. So jump on over to episode 48. And again, I'll put the link for that in the episode notes. And you'll be able to hear a bit more detail about using what's called a Pestel analysis to thoroughly identify those opportunities and threats that you might have for your school. So we've talked about what a SWOT analysis is. We've talked about a bit of a checklist for your strengths and weaknesses and where you can get a bit of advice on those opportunities and threats. What I wanted to go through now was my five 
top tips for really mastering the SWOT analysis. Now, this is about finding that middle ground that I was talking about earlier, not making it too cursory and too simple, but not getting sucked into immense amounts of detail. So top tip number one, get really specific. Now, sometimes you can do a SWOT analysis for a whole school. And I do do that as part of a strategy development program for the workshops I run. But it's often more useful to get more granular than that. Think about a particular area or project or challenge that you're wanting to look at and analyse and focus in on that. Get really specific. Don't stay too general because if you stay too big, you're likely to generate a lot of stuff that you sort of already knew. It's unlikely to generate many fresh insights. And there's the possibility that it's just going to get enormous, basically. And it's going to get too too big for you to really see the patterns and the fresh insights. So tip number one, get really specific about what it is you're doing the SWOT analysis for. Top tip number two, prioritise the factors in each of your four quadrants. So once you've gone through your brainstorming session and you've thought together as a group, this is always done best as a group, thought together what goes into each of those four quadrants Rather than just leaving them as lists, you're likely to have some factors which, yes, they went up on the board because someone mentioned them and you want to recognise everybody's contribution, but possibly aren't that important. And you're likely to have some things up on that whiteboard on those four quadrants which are critically important. So go back through each of your four quadrants on your SWOT and circle or highlight in some way the ones which are really key, the really important things. So prioritise each of those four quadrants. Top tip number three. Once you've got your prioritised top factors in each of those four quadrants, test your assumptions. Are those things that you've circled as being important, are they actually true? You need to look for data. You need to analyse that data. You need to get alternative viewpoints from outside the standard group that you kind of always have these conversations with. You want to really kind of test and prod those assumptions around those things that you think are important. Now, you can't do that for everything. So you're not going to have the time. So just do that for the things that you think are critically important that you've prioritised. And really question, is this actually true? Is it true now? Maybe it used to be true and it's not true anymore. Really prod and interrogate those assumptions that you might be making behind the scenes. Top tip number four, think about interactions between all of your prioritised important factors on your SWOT analysis. So, for example, do you have any strengths that can help you take advantage of some opportunities or indeed strengths which can help you avoid some of those threats? Flipping it around the other way, do any of your weaknesses make you particularly at risk of some of those threats. It's when you start thinking about those interactions, the interplay between all of these things. It's a a web of interconnected activities and trends and data points that you've got up on this board. And think about it as a system. I talk about this in systems thinking when I talk about strategic thinking. It's a complex interconnected web of cause and effect. It's not always clear It's not always simple. So think about those interactions. That 
is often where the insights come. That's where you go beyond, yeah, we're just talking about the stuff that we already know and you can generate some real aha moments as a group. It's when you're thinking about how these things all interact together. And then top tip number five, think about what you can control. So far in this process, you will have been putting up onto your whiteboard for your SWOT analysis things that are both in your control and out of your control. And often those opportunities and those threats in your external environment are often out of your control. So, so far, it doesn't matter. You've put everything down. But as you come towards that strategic decision making stage of using your SWOT analysis, start thinking about what you can control. This is then a bridge, if you like, from looking at your SWOT analysis to making those key strategic decisions. So how can you overcome those key weaknesses? Are these things that you can control? If so, how? What are your options? How can you put those strengths to really good use? What are your options? And it's all about moving forward from this to decision making. Now, as I said at the beginning, the SWOT is a means to an end. It's not about creating a beautiful, fully thought out, absolutely thorough SWOT analysis. It is about finding that middle ground so you've got enough detail, enough analysis to generate fresh insights so that you can make decisions. So those top five tips again, really quickly, get specific, focusing in on one problem or area that you want to analyse. Prioritise the factors in each of your four quadrants so that you can highlight what's important. Test your assumptions. Make sure that you're podding those assumptions and using data and analysis to test them. Think about the interactions between each of these important points on your SWOT. And think about what you can control and explore your options, strategic options for going forwards. So finally, Do all of this analysis, but don't get stuck in analysis paralysis. SWOT is a means to an end. Make sure you end up making strategic decisions at the end of this process. It's not a tool to use, to hide behind and then procrastinate with. But it is worth putting the time in to make sure that you can analyse appropriately at a a detailed enough level to analyse the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats for any project or area or challenge that you are looking to structure your thinking around. I hope this has been helpful. I always love hearing your feedback. So let me know, is there something that I've missed? Is there something that you always do with your SWOT analysis that you'd like to share with me so that I can share it with the rest of the community? Alternatively, is there a point that you always get a bit stuck on and you're not fully convinced that SWOT is that helpful because you always get stuck at a particular point in the process? Just drop me an email, get in touch. I love to hear your questions and your feedback. My contact details are all on my website, which is linked to from the episode notes. Fantastic. I've loved talking to you again today. Have a strategic week and I will talk to you again next time. Bye for now then. Thanks for listening to the Independent School Podcast, the podcast that helps senior leaders in private schools to think and act more strategically both because they want to secure the future of their school and because they want to help build a more equal and just world. 
You can listen in everywhere that podcasts are available. And if you want to catch up on previous episodes or follow any of the links that I've mentioned today, just head over to www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash podcast.